Good morning. This morning we will start our practice with a day of uh, mindfulness meditation. We do so to arrive, as we spoke about last night, to come into our bodies and into the present moment and to open our hearts and our minds so that we can uh, begin the practice of metta tomorrow. But the practice of mindfulness will be at the base of our practice of metta. So this morning we will be uh, practicing a very uh, simple practice of uh, focusing on the breath, being with uh, the breath and with the body. And this afternoon we will open the field of uh, awareness to other phenomena that may arise in the course of your practice. So I'd like to start by bringing attention to the body. Just noticing that we are embodied beings. So that even though, as Mark said last night, for much of our lives we may be lost in thought, as we arrive here, we begin to incorporate not just what is happening in the activity of mind, but also the activity of body and the fact of being embodied. And one way of doing that is to begin to uh, arrive in your posture. So simply notice right now how you're sitting and begin by uh, just noticing the contact of the buttocks with your seat. And notice the sensations that are occasioned by that contact. There may be hardness, softness, certain temperature, pressure, vibration. And you could also notice whether there is any weight held back from being entrusted to the seat. Much of the time we sit almost in anticipation of leaving the seat. So can we arrive completely in the seat and allow the weight to completely be held by the seat?
And if you're sitting on a chair, you can also notice the contact of the feet with the floor and see what sensations are in that contact. If you're sitting on a cushion, it's helpful to have both knees touching the square cushion on the bottom, which we call a zabuton. So if your knees are up from the cushion, it might be helpful to move uh, your buttocks a little bit further forward on the round cushion, which is called a zafu. And for the future periods, if you're still finding that the knees are not touching the zabuton, you can find maybe some props to help to, to support those knees, because if you, if, if you don't have support for the knees, the body can get rather tired uh, holding them up. And if you're sitting on a bench, you'll notice that your, uh, the, in, the upper instep of the foot is touching the back of the zabuton. And if that becomes uncomfortable or painful, you might want to put a small sock or something just to cushion it. And you can do that in the following uh, sitting periods. So you'll notice the base with the feet on the chair, if you're sitting on a chair. You'll notice the triangular base if you're sitting on a cushion. And notice the base of the, uh, the, the shins and the feet touching if you're on a bench. And it, if you think of a tree, it's like that base is your rootedness. And the trunk is the spine that comes out of that rootedness. And notice how the spine is. And the uh, recommendation is that you have a, an erect and dignified spine, but be careful not to overstretch it or make it tense in the process of making it erect, so that it's erect and dignified, but it's also relaxed. And coming up into the trunk of the body, notice how the head is on the neck and shoulders. And if you can make the uh, the top of the crown of the head, the highest point in the body, so that the chin isn't up, but it's slightly tucked enough so that the back of the neck is long. This will be helpful to uh, keep some sense of uh, energy 
and it will help the neck to not get tired if it's scrunched. Allow the belly to be relaxed. And the chest to be open. Again, without overstretching or tensing it. It's helpful to just notice if the ears are aligned with the shoulders and the tip of the nose is aligned with the belly button. Allow the muscles of the face to relax. We tend to sometimes squeeze the eyes. So notice how the eyes are in the head. Allow the upper lid, if your eyes are closed, to, to just be gently on top of the lower lid. It's almost as if the eyes relax back into the head. Allow the forehead to smoothen, the muscles of the cheeks to relax, and the muscles of the jaw with the teeth to relax. And you can even notice whether the, the scalp on the cranium is tight and see if you can allow that to relax and not to make a project of this relaxation, but allow everything to soften. And then our branches, allowing the shoulders to drop and relax, and the arms to also relax. The hands can be palms down on the knees, or in your lap, palms up with the thumbs touching, one palm on top of the other. And then notice if there's any part of the body that I've not mentioned that's tense or tight or holding and without condemning it or thinking it shouldn't be so, just simply see if there's a way of softening. And if there isn't, and it still feels tight or tense or holding, simply notice what that feels like. Again, without judging it or pushing it away or thinking it should be some other way, just allow it to be there.
And from time to time during the period, you can check in with the body and feel the embodiment of your being. See if the habit of tightening has come back in and allow a softness there. And not apart from, but as part of the awareness of the body, we can also allow the attention to rest on the breath. And for this day, and and certainly throughout the week, we'll be coming back to the breath simply as a way to collect our energy, collect our attention. We use this object of breath. It could be other objects, but for us, we use the breath as a, as a way of gathering the energy of the mind and anchoring it in the present moment. And there's a gentleness to the way we do this. It's a simple resting of the attention, a gentle gathering of the attention and bringing it to the movement of breath in the body. So just notice the natural movement of the breath in the body right now. You may notice that you can feel the breath at the belly as it rises and falls with the movement of breath, or at the nostrils as the air comes in and out, or perhaps the chest where it also moves by rising and falling. And allow the attention 
to rest at that place in the body where it's easy for you to discern the movement of breath. And again, you may notice sensations of the rising and falling. You may feel contraction and expansion, movement, vibration, or other sensations. And with the in and out at the, breath, at the nostrils, if that's where you've chosen, you can also notice just the movement of the air coming into the nostrils and leaving that there's, there may be temperature that, uh, you, that is felt and other sensations through the movement of the breath in and out of the body. So allow the attention to gently notice that without, again, making a big project of it. Just gently notice what is felt. And in directing the attention in this way, allowing the attention to rest in this way. From time to time, other phenomena may come into awareness. Perhaps a sensation in the body, or a sound, or a thought, or an image, or perhaps an emotion mood of the mind. Allow these phenomena to simply rest for now in the background. And allow the attention, the breath to be the, uh, in the foreground of your attention. not trying to notice all the breaths in this sitting period, but just this one right now. This in-breath, 
and then this out-breath and allowing it to be just as it is, whether it's long or short, deep or shallow, rough or smooth, it's fine, just as it is. Our task is simply to notice how it is. And if these other phenomena that arise pull the attention a hundred times or a thousand times in one sitting, it's perfectly fine. We're simply keeping the attention as best we can on this present in-breath or this present out-breath. And even if we get caught in a long train of thought, as soon as we notice that we're caught, we can return the attention again to the breath. And this is the movement of meditation, this movement back again and again and again, this beginning again is the very movement of meditation.
just a couple of other notes. If you have been trained to meditate with your eyes open, that's fine. What's helpful is to simply allow the eyes to be slightly open to let in some light and to let your gaze fall about four feet, three or four feet in front of you so that your eyes aren't wandering around. So that's, that's fine. And there are a couple of um, keywords that I like to remind myself of when I sit. One is, a, a pair of them is um, relaxed and alert. So there's a, there's a relaxation that we have, but, it, but we're not so relaxed that we're that our energy is is uh, getting low, but we're we have an alertness, uh, so that so that the body can be relaxed, and in the and because the body and mind are partners, the relaxation of the body will help the relaxation of the mind, but then there is an alertness to the mind that we that we keep, and the other pair that I like to remind myself of is that there is a precision in my uh, awareness or presence with, with the breath moving, uh, and yet there is also a gentleness. So even though we are endeavoring to be precise in how we um, stay present with the breath, we are gentle when, when the attention is called away and we notice. So there's no analysis or judgment or um, commentary, but just a gentle kind of uh, returning to, uh, to this present moment and this present breath. Uh, so if, we, if you keep those pairs, the relaxed alertness and precision and gentleness, there's a kind of middle that happens for me in my practice, when I, when I'm, I just keep those as as little reminders in the mind, that that's uh, th- that's the attitude that I bring uh, to the cushion. So today is the first day, and uh, to just remind you to be really patient. Uh, there's a lot of settling that you, that you have to do. You've come out of a busy life and you're landing here in a place that has very little stimulation, as we said last night. And so to just be patient, to know that um, the, your retreat will unfold. And so you can bring some patience to any kind of um, agitation you feel or restlessness that you feel or even sleepiness that you might feel. In your, in your practice, because the, as the days go by, it will unfold. I love this poem by John O'Donohue that's called Fluent. He said, I would love to live like a river flows, carried by the surprise of its own unfolding. So you can stay surprised by your own unfolding as you go through the day. Uh, are there any questions about the instructions? or about the practice. Yes, please. So I had a a strong feeling 
So could you just repeat the first part of your question? The, I didn't hear the first part, what you said as an introduction to your question. So the question was that she has a, a strong feeling about ending and, and coming here, and uh, so there's strong feelings, and whether or not uh, she should keep directing her attention back to the breath or having a wide open uh, awareness that includes this, this, this strong feeling that, that you're having. Is that correct? Yes. So um, as, as we said, the... Um, the instructions for today are to, uh, to, to, be, to use the breath as an anchor of your attention and to keep returning the attention to the breath. And we will open later on to um, these strong emotions and, and thoughts that may be arising. But if something is really pulling the attention so strongly um, at, that it's impossible to, stay, to, to come back to the breath or, or, or you're feeling as if it's the, you know, it's too agitating to come back to the breath, then spend the time right now to just pay attention to the feelings that are happening in the body that may be arising with, uh, with those feelings. Because you can bet that what, whatever is happening in the mind or, or, in the, or in the emotions, that there is some um, commensurate uh, or coexistent uh, uh, sensation or feeling in the body. So you can pay attention to what's happening in the body, ground yourself back in the body so you're not pushing away the emotions. It's not, it's not a, the idea is not so, so much to push them away, but to kind of allow them to be there, as we said in the background, and, um, and see if you can come back to the breath. If you can't come back to the breath, then allow the, uh, allow the attention to rest in the body and see what's happening there. Yes, please. So, so the question is that when she focuses on the breath, where do you focus on that she finds as if it's, uh, it's you're suffocating? And where do you where do you pay attention to the breath? Just feel it in my belly. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much watching the breath as allow. So in in normal life, with a normal life. Sorry about that. <laughs> in your regular life, when when you're not paying attention, so. Uh, intentionally to the breath. Is is there a problem with the breath? Not that I <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so there's not a there's not a particular physical issue that you have with the breath. So it just happens when you're paying attention. So um, what exactly happens? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So you're, you're trying to make it really deep and really slow so you're not getting enough air. So uh, what would, have you tried at all to simply allow, um, allow it to be just as it is? Is, has there been any moment in your practice when you've allowed it to simply be as it is? Mm-hmm. So, it, what you might want to do is just allow that feeling of shallow. And what may be helpful is instead of, uh, instead of doing the breath, to make a small note in the mind, shallow. Or if there's a deep breath, is, are all of your breaths shallow when you notice them? So, so if there's a deep breath, notice deep and make it, just make a very small silent note, deep. And then when shallow, make a small, silent note of shallow and see what happens. So that instead of, uh, you know, our habit is, can be to, to manipulate things, to make things how we think they should be rather than leaving them as they are. So the practice is seeing if we can allow things to be simply as they are without our interference. And to and, and in that way, to begin to see clearly how things really are, uh, rather than through the, um, the filter of our opinion about them. So this, it may be a, a really wonderful practice for you to simply note shallow, deep, shallow, shallow, deep, and see if, see what happens with the uh, desire or the habit of wanting to make it different than it is. You're welcome. <coughs> yes, please. So the question was, um, she was uh, observing or being with the breath at the nostrils, and then she got bored somewhere in the middle and decided that maybe it would be better, maybe it would be less, more interesting, I guess, to, um, to watch it at the breath, was it? <laughs> at, at the belly. <laughs> so, uh, and, and whether that's okay. Uh, so right now, what we're, what we're actually doing is gathering our attention and placing it on one point. And so it's helpful to, uh, to, to choose a place in the body where it's, it's really discernible, the breath is really discernible, and let the attention rest there. And then if boredom comes, to notice boredom, to, to notice how the mind wants to find some other activity or something else to, to uh, engage it. And allow that to be there, allow that to be in the background, and just keep the attention on uh, the place that, you've noted, that you chose 
in the beginning. Um, and that will be helpful in gathering the energy. If we, if we follow the dictates of the mind and uh, the moods of the mind, you know, we're bored, we're not bored, we're interested, we're not interested, we're, um, we want this, we want that, we don't want this, we don't want that, then it's the, the opportunity to gather the energy uh, gets lost. So for the time being, it would be helpful if you would keep, uh, keep the, choose the place and keep the attention there and, and be somewhat um, steadfast. And we're training the mind. We're training the mind to a, a kind of steadfastness and to a, um, to a place of, of, of rest. So if we, if we jump all over the place, with, you know, we, we're at the nostrils and we're at the belly, then we're at the chest and then we move around, the opportunity for that gathering gets lost. Yes, please. One more. So, so the question is that you, on the in-breath you notice, you chose the nostrils, and on the in-breath you notice the breath uh, clearly, but on the out-breath it's not so clear, and whether, whether it's okay to change. <laughs> so, um, the first thing is that you must have been very mindful to be able to notice that. So notice how uh, you know, the discernment got very clear just in noticing that it's, it's easier to notice on the in-breath than the out-breath. Um, but stay with it. Stay with it and see what happens. Uh, because everything changes. And so it changes within each meditation period, you may have noticed that things don't stay the same from the beginning of the meditation period to the end. And throughout the day, things change. But we are being steadfast in this one thing, in being, in, in being able to uh, stay with the sensations of breath just in this moment, just right now, at this particular place in the body. And it's helpful to keep the energy gathered in that way. So. Whatever happens, whether it's easy or it's hard or, or the mind stays on it for you know, two seconds and jumps off for 10 minutes, whatever happens, we're still uh, we're, we're, we're keeping a kind of uh, stillness and steadfastness in the midst of all of the storms and whatever else is happening and whatever we're observing, the ability to observe will become more and more um, uh, apparent if we stay steadfast in this one thing for, uh, for now. Right? So I, I would stay uh, wherever you've chosen for that one sitting. And what you can do is you can experiment throughout the day, perhaps. In one sitting, you can use the nostrils. In another sitting, you can use the belly. In another sitting, you can use the chest. And see, and it's not so much that something is going to work, that it's, uh, you know, this is uh, working and this is not. It's that 
there may be different experiences and, and the clarity that comes may come more easily for you at one place or another. But if you, if you jump around, then you'll never know that. And so to stay steadfast in, in each period with the place that you've chosen will be helpful to you. So um, we're, we're going to do some walking meditation in, in a moment. We're going to do the instructions for that. But before we do, I'd like to introduce Eowyn Alstrom, who uh, will be uh, doing the, will be leading the yoga sessions. And um, I don't know if Eowyn would like to say some words about the yoga. They start at 11.15 today. Good morning. Can you hear me way in the back? Yeah. It's nice to see you all um, and very nice to be here. Nice to be here with all of you. Um, So the daily yoga session at 11.15, a few things about this. If you have some exposure to yoga, which I'm sure many of you do, you probably are aware that there are a lot of different styles and approaches to practicing the movements and postures that we call yoga. I wanted to let you know that the way that we'll be practicing here uh, on this retreat is quite a gentle approach to the practice. It's really well-suited to supporting your meditation retreat. So each day there'll be an opportunity to move in gentle ways that are really accessible to people of all ages, all shapes, all levels of flexibility. to open up the shoulders, the spine, and the hips, really give some support to you as you undertake this training time for meditation. And also to say that the yoga time can really be a continuation of your meditation practice. I'm always especially happy to offer yoga at metta retreats because it gives us an opportunity to really just turn the attention toward our relationship to our bodies and uh, give some awareness to cultivating a friendly, metta-filled relationship with the body, which for many of us, myself included, doesn't come naturally. You know, it's not the place that we start at, uh, a feeling of real friendliness and warmth towards our own bodies. So there'll be opportunity to practice in that way couple of practicalities. Uh, You may like to have a blanket while we're, so the yoga will be in the lower walking room downstairs from here. You may like to have a blanket. The blankets are in the alcove at the back of the meditation hall. Please bring your blanket down and up. You may even bring the one that you've taken from the back for your cushion here. Just take it down and up with you uh, so that you, because there aren't enough, there aren't enough blankets in both places. There are, however, plenty of yoga mats downstairs. Um, If you come in from the bowling alley, 
the shelf where the yoga mats are is not visible to you. It's actually around the corner on your left. So come right into the room and you'll find the yoga mats. I've noticed lately that folks are not finding them. That's where they are. So blanket, mat, wear comfortable, loose clothes so that you can move around. Um, and I'd just encourage you all to give it a try. Uh, I think you might enjoy it. One other thing is the schedule is such as you transition, if you're coming to the yoga, of course, if you need the bathroom or a drink of water between here and there, fine. But try to just come right down, not uh, taking too much time so that we can make the best use of our time together. No need to hurry, though. <laughs> Mindful uh, transition. Mm. Unless there's a burning practical question that I haven't answered, I think that's all. Does any, is there anything practical? Yeah. Ah, good question. There's a smaller yoga room uh, downstairs, which you can use at any time of the day to do, to do your own yoga. However, I would ask you to please not come and go from the small yoga room during the yoga period just for the sake of the group. If you want to do your own thing, you could go in there at the beginning, stay through to the end, that would be fine. Uh, just not to come and go. Yeah. Very good. I look forward to seeing you then at 11.15. Thank you. Um, there's just one question that was someone asked um, by a note. And it would be helpful, by the way, if when you write a note, if you would, if you would sign it. It's helpful to us. And the question was, is, is it breaking others' silence to burst into tears? What to do about expressions of emotions and uh, community? As we practice, um, you know, things may come up. And uh, so it's, it's perfectly fine if tears come. Uh, and we all, especially with a, with in a meta retreat sometimes, you know, the, there may be a spontaneous expression of, of emotion and that's, that's perfectly fine. That's the way it is. We don't need to fix somebody who, who has that expression. We don't need to uh, do anything to interact with them. Uh, because as you all know, if, if you need support, uh, you can uh, talk to somebody in the office or, or write us a note. Um, so, of course, it's a, it's a natural thing that happens and not to worry about it. If you feel as if you have to scream and yell, however, you might want to find a private place to do that. So, uh, walking. So, one of the most important things about practice is transition times, because those are the times when it's easiest to lose mindfulness. Uh, so we can just practice together right now, making the transition from sitting to standing. And just notice you know, whether the mind goes into seeing, having an image of the body standing or uh, that it falls forward. And see if you can bring it back right to this moment and just notice what it feels like for the body to unfold from the sitting period, from the sitting uh, posture. We've been sitting for a little over an hour, so there may be some creaks and some, you know, stiffness. So you can notice that too. And if there's any 
thought in the mind or relief in the mind, you can also notice that. So there's a lot that can happen just in the act of standing up from having been seated. So let's do that together. So there are four postures possible for the body, uh, sitting, standing, walking, and lying down. So we'll be doing all four, obviously, during the course of this week. So as we stand, just notice what it's like to stand. And you can notice, the, notice now the, the, the contact of the feet with the floor for everyone. And notice what you notice. Do you notice temperature? Is it warm? Is it cold? Is the, does it feel hard or soft underfoot? What does it feel like to actually have the pressure of the whole body being held by these two small pads at the bottom of the, at the, bottom of the body? What does that feel like? We usually don't notice. We just get up and we move to the next thing. But we can notice this. And so what you'll be doing is you'll be, walk, you'll be going to uh, different walking rooms. Uh, we allow walking in the dining room. I think we still do. And um, there's a walking room behind here. There are walking rooms downstairs. There are walking rooms in the annex. So, um, I, and for those of you who are hardy souls, uh, there's certainly walking outside. So you can choose a place to, um, to walk and uh, see if you can uh, be mindful during the transition from the hall to, the, uh, to your, your chosen place of walking. And when you get there, just choose, a choose a, an alley and do it in uh, concert with everyone around you. So if everybody's walking uh, horizontally, try not to walk vertically, right? <laughs> so that everybody is, is in concert. And, uh, you're going to just get to your, your alley and you're going to s stand for a moment and again feel what it feels like to stand. And then there's an intention to move. And you can notice that. And just shift for the moment. Just shift from standing on both feet. Shift your weight to the right. And, but d do it so that you're noticing what it's like to actually make that shift. And isn't it amazing? You, decided to do it, and the body just obeyed. So, you know, we don't even notice that usually. And then now notice what it feels like for the, for the weight to be on just one side of the, of the body. And then we're going to lift the left foot. So lift the left foot, not off the floor, just leave the toes on, and just lift the heel. And notice what that movement feels like. And then we're going to lift the foot up off of the floor and place it forward. And notice the placing. And then notice the contact. There's contact with the, of the feet with, of the left foot now with the floor. And what does that feel like? And then we're going to shift the weight onto the left and do it slowly. And but notice that movement and what that feels like. And you'll notice that there's uh, a shift in the knees, in the whole leg, 
both right and left. So you can notice the shifting to the left, notice the left, and then notice what it feels like. It, and for me, now it feels there's a heaviness on the left side and a lightness on the right side. And then we're going to lift the right foot, again, the, just to the toes, and then move, move the foot. And what does that feel like? And place it. So there's a, so there's a lifting, there's a moving, and there's a placing. And there are sensations that are involved in the, in the whole leg uh, when, we, when we shift, when we lift, when we move, and when we place. So we're noticing that, and we're paying attention to that. And um, as, you, as you shift, lift, move, and place, you'll be moving towards the end of the alley. When you get to the end of the alley, notice what it's like to stop. What does it feel like now to, to just stop and stand? And then notice the turning. So we're going to turn. And you'll feel, so turn with me, and you'll feel the, um, again, the, the pressure and the lightness, the pressure and the lightness as you move the foot, the feet, to move the body. And whatever other sensations you feel as that's happening. So you're shifting, you're moving, you're feeling the feet, you're feeling the legs, you're feeling whatever is happening. So come all the way around. And then you will have arrived again at the other end of the alley, and now you're going to move back. So we're not trying to win a race. We're not trying to be the slowest person in the room. Uh, we're simply uh, moving the body from in this moment by lifting, moving, and placing the, the, the feet. And you can do that at different speeds, depending on what your energy feels like. Perhaps you feel as if your energy is a little bit sluggish. And so you may want to move a little bit more quickly. So instead of lifting, moving, and placing, you can simply place, place, but have the same amount of mindfulness as you would have if you were doing it slowly. So that you're, feel, you're still feeling the pressure that as the feet hit the floor, you're still feeling the hardness. You're just doing it a little bit more quickly. So um, the, the movement of, of, of walking meditation is uh, not different than the stillness of uh, sitting meditation. It's just that our object shifts from the breath and sitting meditation as we're doing it now to the movement. And you can do that even either through the whole movement of the body or you can focus on the, on the feet or focus on the leg. So whatever works for you in terms of uh, keeping your attention here and keeping your attention in the present moment, uh, you, can, you can choose that object. Uh, your hands can be either in front of you or at your side or behind you, whatever helps to not have to, uh, to, to fidget with them. So just choose a, a way that it feels comfortable for you to, to hold your hands and uh, you, can, you can go in that way. Are there any questions? The, other, the only other thing I would say about walking meditation is there's, it feels a little strange if you've not done it before. 
right? Uh, and so the temptation sometimes is to use walking periods as a kind of break, right? But I recommend highly, especially if you feel it's strange in the beginning, that you do it. Uh, because what you'll find is that walking meditation balances your energy. So in sitting, sometimes the energy can sink. And walking meditation, using the periods of walking meditation as a way to balance the energy, you'll find that your energy is, doesn't sink so much so, so it, it balances it and it allows you to sit in a more comfortable way. So um, really, and, and the, other th the other benefit of it is that it um, keeps your mindfulness continuous. And it's very helpful to do that. It makes the uh, transition into, from, from daily life into our retreat life uh, much more smooth. And so if we start right away to be continuous in our practice, it will be really helpful and really supportive. So see, see what happens with the walking meditation. And of course our eyes are open <laughs> in walking meditation because we want to see where we're going and not bump into other people. And so it may feel as if it's a little bit more distracting. But what happened, what you can do is if uh, if you're walking outside and something beautiful occurs to you if, through the eyes, you can simply stop and observe that thing. And then, and then when it's not so compelling anymore, move on, just like in, uh, in, in sitting meditation, so that you're not pushing everything away and pretending that you're blind. But uh, on the other hand, you're not becoming so absorbed in your surroundings that you don't do the walking meditation. So you're balancing all the time. And similarly with a thought, if some thought comes and really is strong and is compelling, you can stop right where you are and allow it to arise and allow it to pass away. So that again, you're not pushing it away, but you're also not indulging it. So you're staying kind of in the middle with what's happening. Okay, any, uh, any questions? Enjoy your walking. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.